Go ahead. It started. Oh, great. Thanks. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Dara L. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Philadelphia. Today is Tuesday, December 13. Today we are reading from the big book, the fourth, uh, page 48, the third paragraph, beginning with everybody nowadays and ending with to illustrate. Um, today's readers are the 12 Steps, Rhonda L., The 12 Traditions, Nancy R. from New York. Um, the reader of the text will be Susan S.H. and C. is reading A Vision for You. And Nancy R. from Illinois is our beloved backup reader today. The reference numbers for yesterday, December 12th, are for 7 a.m., 19,739, and for the 10 a.m. meeting, 19,742. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Rhonda L., will you please read the steps for us today? Good morning. This is Rhonda L. I live in Toronto, Canada, and these are the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Sixth, We're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it number 11 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for a knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Rhonda L., for reading. I will now ask Nancy R. from New York to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Dara L., and I appreciate your service. It's, I am Nancy R. in New York and a compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I'm grateful to do service, and thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Nancy R. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience as well. Um, So if you shared on Friday or Monday, please hold back. Um, uh, Let me see. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To press star 
uh, to share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 48, the third paragraph, beginning with everybody nowadays. Um, I will now ask Susan S. H. to begin reading. Go ahead, Susan. Good morning. This is Susan S. H. in St. Mary's, Ohio, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Grateful to be here. Everybody nowadays believes in scores and assumptions for which there is good evidence, but no perfect visual proof. And does not science demonstrate that visual proof is the weakest proof? It is being constantly revealed as mankind studies the material world, that outward appearances are not inward reality at all, to illustrate. Okay. Um, yeah, this, uh, what this particular paragraph says to me is that, yeah, you can't always believe your eyes. <laughs> You can't always believe what you've always thought to be true. Um, I had to open up. Had to open up. Um, the more my mind opens to spiritual things, to the God of my understanding, the more I come to believe and rely on that higher power. And uh, the more I believe and rely the more evidence I feel in my heart. I see things that happen and I see things that coincide. And I used to always assume these things were coincidences, but I don't so much anymore. If I say to someone, is it God or is it God? Chances are I think it's God. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so grateful to, um, to accept miracles in my life my life. I, I deserve miracles. Well, I don't deserve them by any means, but I am unconditionally loved by a higher power that shows me miracles every day. And I'm very grateful for this way of life and the gifts I've been given. And I don't just mean a normal sized body. That's wonderful. I'm grateful for that. But I'm so grateful to have a closer and yeah, a real and growing relationship with a higher power. And that is where I am today. And I will pass with that. Great. Thank you so much, Susan S.H. Um, so now I'd love to take a list of names. Um, if you would like to share, uh, please press star one to unmute. And please remember that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others might share their experience too. Um, so yeah, who would like to share now? Carmela G. Okay. Well. Patricia C. Okay, gotcha, Patricia. Oh, I can't believe nobody wants to share. I guess Bella B. 
Pedro, got you, Pedro. Okay. Sarah B. Okay, got it. And who is coming in with Sarah? Sarah M. B. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I heard someone B and someone M. Uh, who was that B? Sarah B. Yep, I got you, Sarah B. There was another someone B. Sorry. Uh, okay, and who's last? Who's whose last mission was M? Okay, I got you, Nate O. Teeny M. Teeny M. Okay, great. We'll take. We'll go with that lineup for now. So we've got Carmela G, Patricia C, Pedro B, Sarah B, Teeny M, and Nate O. Go ahead, Carmela. Share with us, please. Carmela, I think you've got to press star one. Okay, thank oh. you so much. This is Carmela G, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for today. And um, thank you all for your service. And um, the line, outward appearances are not inward reality at all. <clears throat> I um, That made me think back to prior to program when I was living in my head, my disease, um, and I made sure my outward appearance always was coordinated. My manicure had to match the outfits that I was going to wear to work that week. It didn't matter. This is how mentally ill I was. And I am. It didn't matter that I weighed over 300 pounds. But you see, the outward, what I thought I was projecting, that appearance to others is what mattered. And the reality is that was my denial to myself. That was the lie I told myself, that that was what was going to count. Today, living in steps one to three, I realize total trust and surrender in my higher power that I call God gives me the strength. It gives me, that is my source. That is my energy field. It gives me the strength to realize that it must come from within me and who I am from within is what truly matters. And I find that 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 causes a radiance. When I look at recovered people, I say, wow, you're radiant. And it's that inner glow that comes through because of the gift of the peace, the serenity, the joy that is coming from within us. And if we follow the principles of kindness and love and understanding, first to God and then to our fellows, we will radiate 
and that joy will come through. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you for your share, Carmela G. Okay, Patricia C., you're up. Go ahead, share with us, please, followed by Pedro B. Hi, this is Patricia C. from New Jersey, a compulsive overeater. Um, I'm 70 years old. I've been suffering with this disease for the last 22 years, um, ever since my husband got sick and and he passed away. Um, And I have certainly seen in my 70 years that things are truly not what they look like what they look like. Um, So this one paragraph is just so, so true. Um, So many times we're out in the world and we see something or we hear things and we assume things about people and and it's just can be no further than from the truth. Um, I've done it myself. I've had other people do it, you know, to me, um, to my sister-in-law. And that higher power is really what gets us through. And I've been noticing now I get um, very wrapped up in Christmas and, you know, shopping and whatnot and decorating, blah, blah, blah. And I've been ignoring the last, I'd say, almost a week. Um, I haven't been coming to enough meetings. I haven't been talking to my higher power. I haven't been tapping in. And I can already see a shift. Um, tried to do a meeting last night. I couldn't get on. And um, I just thank God that this morning I was up early. And um, I absolutely love the visions for you. Um, and this is this is what I have to learn, that even in the next two weeks before Christmas gets here or as it gets here, that I have to keep tapping into my higher power and knowing that things don't look, always look like they do. Um, and I, I want to look like I'm, I'm perfect and my house is, you know, like perfectly decorated and, and all of that, but that's not really what matters. So I have to get back to my basics, to my higher power, to God, and, and to the program. And I thank you for your service, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Patricia C., for your share. Um, next is Pedro B., followed by Sarah B. Go ahead, Pedro. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go right ahead. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, my name is Pedro B. I'm a composable reader in the city of San Bernardino, California. Very happy to be here. Um, started my abstinence one more time <laughs> on uh, December 5th. And I'm very happy with uh, celebrating, working on day nine today of this abstinence. Uh, um, yes, um, you know, uh, I couldn't believe that people didn't raise their hand, you know, nobody wanted to share and so okay, well I don't I don't even remember the last I might have shared yesterday and, and don't remember. But um you know, um yeah, I'm I'm one of those practical individuals, uh today stickler for facts and results, you know. My A sponsor, um um yeah hey man, I feel that well let's look at the facts. What what's real? What's real and what's not real? You know, uh, and then, you know, uh, the the religion that I practice talks about um, a religion needs to have three things. Uh, it, it has to have some some uh, uh, written material. It has to be written. It has to make sense. And it has to have proof. And that proof uh, is the most important 
of, of the two, you know, actual proof. You know, I want actual proof. And, you know, and, and, and it goes right along the law of cause and effect. You do this and you get that, you know. And, uh, you know, the, the idea, see, the, the problem is that, like I was listening to, uh, I think it was Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. But anyways, I was listening to him, and he says that, you know, our body changes through our lifetime. You know, when I'm uh, two days, when I'm one second old, my body looks one way. When I'm 10, I looks another way. When I'm 20, when I'm 60, I'm 66 now. Is that It's always changing, right? It's always changing. But the soul never changes. The soul never changes. See, when I was a kid, my body looked totally different and my mind is totally different. But there's an identity in my life that does not change. You know, that eternal, eternal self. You know, the, the voice doesn't change. I had a, I had a girlfriend and uh, I was talking to her. She's 66 now. And her voice is exactly the same, but her body is completely different. But, you know, this uh, um, Buddha nature that uh, the Buddhists talk about that we possess. Uh, I can't see. Thank you very much. I'll wrap it up. I can't see my Buddha nature, but I can feel it. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Pedro, for your share. Sarah B., you're next, followed by Tini M. Go ahead, Sarah. Hi, my name is Sarah B. from Portland, Maine, USA. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, Sarah B. from Portland. Go ahead. Um, hi, I'm actually speaking on this line that, like Pedro said, that large silence was like, is that God saying that I should finally? Uh, you know, not be a tourist anymore here at A Vision for You. And um, I'm on day three of my abstinence for the, you know, 7,653rd time, I'm sure. And um, I feel like this is a real act of surrender. Um, I think I really need some serious humility and um, trust and to really work the third and 11th step really, really hard um, by letting myself be vulnerable. I've been sober for 28 years and I'm a therapist, so I'm kind of a somebody that people really go to for help. And I'm in step one, two, and three again. And I've got to really let myself be in step one, two, and three again. Um, and I haven't been willing to be that vulnerable. Um, and I think it's really getting in the way of my recovery. So I just want to be a part of this group. I know a lot of you, even though a lot of you have no idea who I am. And um, I deserve to be another bozo on this bus, and I have to begin to trust that. So I just wanted to introduce myself, Sarah B. from Portland. I've probably called a number of you um, and then never talked to you again for two years. So uh, 
I'm here and I really want this and I'm willing to surrender to everything I have to do to be a part of this today. Thank you so much for listening to me. Oh, thank you so much for your share, Sarah B. Great to have you uh, lend your voice. Okay, um, Teeny M, you're up and uh, you'll be followed by Nate O. Go ahead, Teeny. Good morning. This is Jeannie M. from Vermont, and I'm very new to this, although I'm not new to OA. Uh, I spent many years in OA, starting in around 1984, and you know, did really well. And, and uh, anyway, long story, but here I am. And I, I said that I was a newcomer yesterday, and something like five or six people got in touch with me. I thought it was the nicest thing in the world. Um, really helpful. Um, but as far as this paragraph goes, I was thinking about how one time I was in an accident. When I was in OA, I was about six months into OA, and, and um, I was walking across the street where I lived, and I got hit by a speeding taxi on drugs and alcohol. And, and I was pretty badly hurt and stuff. And so. The best I could do for months was to lie in my bed and read the big book in the 12 and 12. And uh, I always was amused by the fact that these guys were writing, you know, years ago. And some of their writing is sort of antiquated, their language is. But it spoke to me every word, every word. And I love paragraphs like this that say, yeah, you know, you can look at it and think you know it, but you don't know it. You could look at me right now, and I, you know, I'm not heavy anymore, but I still got a lot of work to do on the inside job. So that's, um, you know, you need to continue the outside job. That is also important, but... uh Inside is what makes everything happen, you know, the wheels and the cogs and the whole thing. So, and there's a guy right here, and people talk about it. So, I'm really grateful to be here, and I just um, wanted to say that. Thank you, Pat. Oh, thank you, Jeannie M. And sorry, I got your name wrong. Um, thanks, Jeannie, for sharing with us. Okay, Nate O, you are our last share before I take another list of names. Go ahead, Nate. Hi, this is Nate O in Boston. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Go ahead. Great. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just uh, recovered compulsive reader. Definitely not cured. Uh, I just wanted to – I also heard the kind of silence, and I was like, okay, I should participate. Um, I don't often share in the meeting. Um, grateful for uh, folks doing service on the meeting. and. Um, just on the topic, well, I also just wanted to thank all the people who have shared who are counting days or struggling with the food, and I'm sure there are many more people on the line right now who uh, haven't shared yet who are struggling uh, with food. And just thank you, because I need that so much, because um, part of the reason that it feels so hard to access God or remember God or be awake and aware of God for me is that I'm not always awake and aware uh, to my 
need for God because I am a real compulsive overeater. I am the, like, vicious, hopeless type that the big book describes and that many other people on this line also have described very well. And so that's, you know, as this chapter talks about what really drives me toward God, it's not some sort of, like, logical argument that I, uh, you know, I, I actually kind of, like, I teach uh, as part of my job. And so I, I like, I really like logical arguments, um, always have, but like, that's not really what is pushing me toward uh, seeking God. It's not that I sort of found some visual proof. It's the desperate need that I have because I can't stop eating on my own uh, without help from this power. And so, um, just thank you to the people who are uh, helping me stay awake to that by sharing about um, being in the food or just coming out of it. Um, I really need that. So, so thank you. And um, yeah, I just, I guess the only other thing I wanted to say is that uh, it's painful. It's, it's painful that God doesn't feel immediately obvious and real, right? In the same way that food does or that a lot of other experiences do, you know, there's sensory or, you know, it's tangible, it's concrete. I can touch it, feel it, taste it, see it. And God doesn't always feel that way. And that's a source of pain that I sort of want to ignore or deny that I miss God often. Um, but I just sort of get busy or distracted or, um, you know, seek to, to kind of medicate or otherwise ignore uh, the, the, the pain of just not feeling aware of God's presence, you know, all the time. So um not sure if that's directly related to the reading, but uh, it just was talking about visual proof. And, um, you know, it's something I long for and hope for, um, but also, and that's enough out of me. Thanks. Great. Thank you so much for your share, Nate. Um, and uh, just for a reminder to anyone um, who might be joining us late or just needs a refresher, we are on page 48, the third paragraph of the big book. Everybody nowadays, um, starting with everybody nowadays and ending with to illustrate. So um, now it's time for another list of names. Feel free to unmute and, and um, let us know if you'd like to share. Star one. Barbara. Bobby from New Jersey. Kathy S. Okay. Hold on just one second. Okay. I got Barbara, Anita, someone from New Jersey, Kathy S., and Lulu L. So Alexis Zaff from New Jersey. Who from New Jersey? Alexis Zaff. Okay. Great. Thanks. Got you, Alexis. Um, so if anyone is not Barb, is anyone introduce themselves, um, and I didn't get you, feel free to unmute and introduce yourself again. Robin P. in Ireland. Okay. And I think we can take about two more. Who else? Jennifer A. in Florida. Toby K. Okay, that's it. That's great. Thank you so much. So um, I didn't get a couple of it. I did. Yep, I got you, Toby. Yep. Um, So we've got Barbara, Anita, Alexis F., Kathy S., 
Lulu L, Robin from Ireland, Jennifer A, and Toby K is the list I got. And if people could just make sure to give their first initials when they share, that'd be great. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, Dara and everyone. Thank you, Dara, for your service. I really believe the saying, meeting makers make it, but I always add an addendum, meeting makers who listen. So I've been listening to this this morning and so grateful for this meeting because, yes, there is change all about me. Just yesterday I was listening on the news to to the marvelous information about the discoveries they found about fission and fusion. And just like fission is pushing out, the atoms are pushing outward, sort of like, and then there's fusion pushing in. That's me. I can change, not in a heartbeat, but if I want to, I can. And recently, I'm being honest with you. I've said the serenity prayer, the third step, the seventh step prayer, the seventh, uh, the 11th step prayer, which I aspire to be like uh, St. Francis, but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But all I know is I'm a hundred pounder many times over. The monkey is in the cage. Yeah, I'm eating three meals a day, but the circus is still in town. I can be selfish, I can be giving, I can be manipulating at any given moment. So I really understand that I just have to relax and say, Barbara, if you think you want to or you you think you can't, you're probably right. And I think I want to. I have to believe that there is something miraculous out there. It can be true for me and anyone on this planet. I'm so grateful for this meeting, so grateful for the connectivity. I have so many papers accumulated. This one said this. I said this. I want to get real. I'm going to ask my son who lives us to take all the papers, things I've accumulated, about OA and throw them out and just speak from the heart. I asked my sponsor yesterday if she knew who Bill Wilson says because I got a lovely purple sweatshirt from Stepping Stones, the the home of Bill Wilson and Lois. And my sponsor said, no, I've never heard of Stepping Stones. So sometimes I have to think about who and what I want to be and who I want to to speak to, and I know that I need and value this meeting so so tremendously. And I just want to wish on this December day blessings to all of you and all the suffering people in and out of the rooms. Because if I can do it at my age, for 20 years, anyone can do it. It's simple, yeah, but it's not easy. I've done it so many times. I never gave up on you. I never gave up on the program. And I've never given up on God. Thank you. Perfect, Sarah. Thank you so much, Barbara E., for sharing with us. So, Anita, you're up, followed by Alexis F. Anita, if you could give us your last initial, that'd be great. And go right ahead and share. Thank you, Dara L. This is Anita J., 
uh, in Massachusetts. You know, this this paragraph and this whole little section, I used to kind of brush through. Maybe now I know it's because there was truth in it you didn't want to look at. But when I think about the things that I believe in um, or believed in, and had to pick up and look at again. One of them was, is it real? <clears throat> you know, I used to say, is it real or is it Memorex? I don't know why I said that. <clears throat> but I began to see that the lies I told myself, the lies I heard, wasn't there a book, The Lies My Father Told Me, or something like that. Anyway, is it real was one, and the other one, I heard over and over as a little kid living in a terrible situation, you can handle it. You can handle it. And I internalized that. By God, I handled it up to 229 pounds and um, looking for God in all the wrong places, you know, thinking my husband you know, I had him on a pedestal. Nobody belongs on a pedestal. Knock those suckers down. And then the other one, the kiss of death for me. I've got it now. It took me decades in this program to finally realize that, Anita, you can't have one. And the only way you can keep away from one is through a loving power that you've surrendered to then you've got a chance, kid. Then open up those 12 steps and see what else is in there for a whole new life. And that's happened to me. And I want to thank you all because this meeting happens to be the one that was the turning point. And I pass. Thank you, Anita J., for your share. Um, Alexis S. is next, followed by Kathy S. Go ahead, Alexis. Thank you. My name is Alexis F. from New Jersey. Growing up, my uh, favorite subjects were religion and English. I wasn't much of a public speaker. I don't remember taking any classes in that or doing it in English class that much. Um, but I know a lot about God. I have a lot of knowledge about God because I read about him every day. Um, in different books, uh, theology books. But the practice of God I don't have as much. Um, some days when I wake up and I'm praying for myself um, or throughout the day, I'm saying, God, help me with this and help me with that. It it doesn't feel as good as if I wake up and I say, with all my heart, help this other person. You know, um, do it for them before me, um, I have a better day. And that's that's what OA has taught me, um, not to pray so much for what I want, but for the needs of other people, and uh, especially my family. It's family first. And uh, um, Ah, uh, what was I going to say? I guess that's all. Thank you. Thank you, Alexis F., for your share. Um, 
Kathy S. is next, and Kathy will be followed by Lulu L. Go ahead, Kathy. Thanks, Dara. This is Kathy S., recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. And, um, yeah, I can totally relate to this paragraph because I came in um, as a compulsive overeater, and I was underweight. So that's totally (laughs) – my outward appearance did not match the inward reality and and in many cases, um, that's that's the truth. And I think what we're talking about here is um, is a faith in God. And my the problem with my faith was that I based visual proof is what it's it's I see what I want to see, and and it was based on my expectations about how God should answer my prayers. Like I prayed for recovery and yet I was still binging. So the visual proof, yet what I didn't realize was God was very much in fact working behind the scenes. God knew that I needed the experience. God knew that I needed the pain. I needed to keep trying in all my ways in order to be willing to just surrender and stop and to learn to just trust God and work the steps and not and keep it simple, not adding all these other rules and things to it. That's not what got me recovered. Um, then, you know, and the idea of comparing, you know, someone else's outsides, what looks like they have a great life. And, and even what really came, comes out is, is when we look at um, in the inventory process, you know, we're looking, it looks like others are causing me problems. I have all these resentments and I have tons of lists. They're responsible. But the truth is, sorry, is that what I find out in column four, that there's something spiritually off in me. And and again, that visual proof is, is the weakest proof because there's always something behind the scenes. Another example is I just ate because I thought I craved the food. I love food. I had no idea that it was because there was an emotion that I'm ignoring or a situation I'm trying to escape from. Um, My anger, I would eat at somebody, you know, and I was just like, I don't know. I'm just having food cravings because my problem was for my whole life, I learned to just stuff my big feelings. And the problem is they need to come out somewhere and they come out sideways. And so today when those food thoughts come up, I know I've got to sit down and get quiet and ask God. I need to do an inventory. I need to share with another fellow. You know, it's even though I'm like, well, I don't get it. There's nothing happening here. But but uh, anyways, I'm already out of time. But I appreciate the opportunity to share. And with that, I pass. Uh, thank you so much for your share, Kathy S. Um, Lulu L. is next. And Lulu will be followed by Robin B. Go ahead, Lulu. Can I be heard? Now you can. Yes, go ahead. Okay, sorry. I'm talking away, still muted. Um, My name is Lulu L. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered for today, and I am so, so grateful for this program. I, I was just moved so much by the last sentence, or at least the last phrase of that sentence. The outward appearances are not inward reality at all. And 
I find that to be true every single solitary day. It doesn't actually matter what I look like in the mirror. What matters is my attitude, is my way of behaving in the world, is my approach to nutrition. I, you know, people are telling me now that they see a particular glow coming from within. That's, it's flowing from the inside out. God is so mysterious to me, and I love that. I love that God is everywhere, all the time. Bill W. said, either God is everything or God is nothing. And when I think of that over and over and over again throughout the day, I realize that, I realize the truth of that. And and God is not always, the, the, we sometimes want to make God touchable and, you know, show me right now, whisper in my ear what I'm supposed to do in this moment. And, and really, all I really need to do is just surrender and surrender and surrender some more. And God is right there to catch me, is right there to guide me. So I love the mysteriousness of God, the mystery that is behind everything that has been created, including me, including the glorious mystery of recovery. Because just like so many of you have said, you know, I've tried this before, <laughs> except I didn't because I wasn't relying on the mystery of God to hold me, to hold me tight against his chest, her chest. And so the outward appearances are not the inward reality. The inward reality is that I have changed. I have shifted and continue to shift and look forward to many more shifts within my consciousness, within my knowingness of God, as much as I can know God, which is a minute amount. I am so, so grateful for this program that has taken me deeper and deeper into all that God is, reveal, is revealing to me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for your service. Thank you, Lulu. Thank you, Lulu L., for your share. Uh, Robin B. is next, followed by Jennifer A. There's a little bit of background noise, but Robin B., please go ahead, unmute, and join us. You just need to press star one, Robin. Oh, that's so funny. I just got muted. Hi, I'm Robin P. I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater currently outside of Dublin, Ireland. And um, I'm, I'm usually on the 10 a.m. Eastern. And my husband and I have been traveling around for three months through Europe and now 27 cities um, to see if we want to live here for part of the year. Uh, we live in Costa Rica. We moved there last year. And, um, you know, outside appearances, I'm so grateful I'm coming up on seven years of abstinence by God's grace one day at a time. And, um, you know, I always compared my insights to other people's outsides, and that was so disappointing. <laughs> um, and, and it's a really good tool to not do that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for abstinence and recovery. And, you know, it, it is that inward, the inward miracles. And, and I was anorexic, bulimic, and a compulsive overeater. And to me, they were all the same disease. But if people looked at my outsides, they could never see the turmoil and the pain and the anguish I was going through and the desperation. 
Um, and, um, you know, I'm a, thank God, by God's grace, I'm a very normal weight. I, I'm a gluten-free organic vegan. I, my food is my medicine. It used to be my poison. And, um, you know, still traveling this much, you know, we're in a hotel room. We just, I just made my <laughs> lunch. And, uh, you know, God just takes good care of us. And the main thing is that I just focus on the inside job. And um, it never works to compare my insights with someone else's outsides, even in recovery. And uh, I'm just so grateful uh, for this meeting. I, I love vision. Um, vision's been a, the most important part of my recovery for the past seven years, uh, one day at a time. And um, I'm eternally grateful. And it's such a miracle to be able to travel like this and have everyone in my God squad and my sponsor and everyone in recovery with me. And um I could never do this alone. It's such a we recovery, you know, and I always remember that wellness begins with we and illness and isolation begin with I. And the more we I have in my life, the better I do. God bless everybody with a very blessed afternoon day. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Robin B., for your share. Um, Jennifer A. is next, followed by Toby K. Go ahead, Jennifer. Hey, good morning. Thank you, everybody, for your service and for the opportunity to be on the call. Um, I'm super new to OA and just working the 12 steps with my sponsor um, since Thanksgiving. And I'm very, very grateful for this program. Um, I think specifically um, it's been a challenge because while things are not always as they seem, most definitely, I've been a believer of Jesus my whole life. And while I've always struggled with these same issues, I think I've always known that God wants to help me, but now I'm learning what that looks like to be able to let him, and I think that's been my biggest challenge. The most encouraging thing, I think, most recently is recognizing that in my mind I've boxed up what I have perceived as God and been able to open my eyes to really what all that he can be and that I could never even fathom to think what that looks like and that he makes himself known to so many different people in so many different ways. So I'm super grateful for that and um, just super grateful for this program and the meeting and everybody here that shares. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day and with that I'll pass. Oh, great. Thank you, Jennifer A. Um, Toby K., go right ahead and share with us. Please press star one. Um, hi, it's Toby Kay. Can you hear me? Yes, Toby, go ahead. Thank you. Um, so um, this is Toby Kay from Long Island, New York, uh, currently in Florida. And, um, yeah, I, I quickly read through this paragraph um, because I came in late. And I saw that... Um, uh, that science is more proof than um, than the uh, spiritual proof, and um, I was thinking. You know, I got a paper cut uh, the other day, um, and it was really hurt. I, I was su- surprised how much it hurt, but uh, I didn't do anything to it. I didn't put any medicine or anything, and it healed. And I said, oh, wow, God, you healed my paper cut. I didn't even do any, um, I didn't put anything on it. So I I really see the little ways that God is working in my life. And um, also in the big way, 
um, I was I was criticized uh, twice. I'm sure more, but lately, and I was very offended. And you know, when I looked at it, when I examined it closely, more closely, I said, "Wait a second. You know, these people were right. I did something offensive to them, and I didn't realize it. If it wasn't for this program, I would never know. And the steps." I would never know that I was wrong, and I really owe these people an amends. So I really thank this program. I thank God for opening my eyes um, to my little uh, boo boo and my um, my inner my inner turmoil. Thank you. I pass. Oh, great! Thank you so much, Toby. We've got time for one more share. So, um, who would like to share with us? This is Larry. Great, Larry. Go right ahead. Hey, thanks so much. Um, This is Larry Kay from Chicago, and I just wanted to chime in. You know, one of the things we hear that, you know, that I'll I'll share is is this notion of confirmation bias, because it really speaks to what we're talking about here, which is the idea that, you know, whatever it is that we are going to, uh, that we are going to uh, See, we're going to believe. Okay, so so confirmation bias suggests that that whatever, if I'm looking for what is not God, I'll find it. <laughs> There's no question, I will find it. And at the same time, if I am seeking the just the the openness to the presence of God, I will find that as well. So so I am biased as a human being to confirm whatever my prevailing view is. And so for me today, the key is, is that I seek and I search out that which I may not yet believe in, and I search out for that. And when I do search for that, I find it. It's like driving in traffic. I'm driving in traffic right now. If I seek out all the bad drivers, oh, you rest assured, I will find them. If I look for compassionate drivers, if I look for safe drivers, I'll find them as well. And so my point in an analogous way, it's not apples to apples, but in an analogous way, what I search for, I will find. And in this case, it will save my life searching for this higher power of my own understanding. It will absolutely save my life. So today, my bias is towards looking for this higher power of my own understanding. And that makes all the difference in the world because it opens me up to possibilities in working these steps and being brought into alignment with this higher power, being brought into harmony with others around me, it's a critical, critical thing. So that's what I'm going to do today. Each day I wake up, I look for, I'm biased towards, yes, indeed I am, I'm biased towards looking for God's love, and I find it. Looking for God's hope, and I find it. Looking for good people, and I find them. And it's critical in this program. So with that, Thanks so much for letting me share, and with that, I pass. Uh, Thank you, Larry Kay, so much for your share. Um, Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to everyone who did service, including um, Hoodie on Dashboard, Nancy C., who's hosting the 8 a.m. meeting, and Barb W., who will be our newcomer greeter. Um, Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing of this meeting. The share ID for today, Tuesday the 13th, is 19,744. 
That's 19,744. Um, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Anne C., will you please read a vision for you for us? Yes, thank you so much, Dara L. I'm Anne C. from New York, a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. Your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.